Blog Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and spirit or universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical, and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey, and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance authentic spiritual guidance right here right now many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind bodies and spirit and that's exactly what we are here to discuss so please join us in the spiral of life and together we will learn grow and heal Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everybody and welcome to Mind, Body, Spirit, You here on Blog Talk Radio. This is Tracy Liebman and I'm your host tonight and I'm joined by by and with Richard Sutphin. Hi Richard. Hi Tracy. Good to be here. Yeah, we had a little bit of a time debacle last week, but we are here together now. Well, that was my fault. I'm sorry for that one, Tracy. That's uh, okay. I guess it was, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad to have a second chance, okay? Well, I am too. I've been looking forward to talking to you. And um, typically I just, I'll just do a little intro, but then I like to ask you to tell us about yourself. So, okay, um, sure. I started. I, I'll kind of give my to the audience. I'll give my history here on how I found Richard was, is that I got very interested in past life regression in the last year or so. I've always been interested in past life um, information. You know, doing my own own practice, so to speak and looking at that and the soul's journey. And so when I started to look, and I, I actually am interested in becoming some kind of certified, right? So I found Richard because he does do that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we're going to talk. we have to get together then. I know. I know. I want to. And, well, and we will talk about your program that's coming up because he has one coming up. Um, it's at the end of July, is that correct, or mid-July? Right, or just about the end of I think it's the uh, the second from the last week of July. Right, in Sedona. That's, yes, in Sedona. Yeah, that's where yeah. you live. That's where I live. Yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good place to do spiritual things, I tell you. 
the energy up here is uh, unbelievable, Tracy's. I know. So. I've been. I went once, but um, it was. I mean, I've always, always been on this path. Yes. Yet not as dedicated and as clear as I have been for the last fifteen years or so. And it was. Hmm, I was probably there about seventeen years ago, and right. I went on a business trip to into Phoenix, and then we went out to Sedona. But I wasn't like. Like, I didn't scope out the vortexes and all that kind of thing. We just, like, looked at the art and got into the town, and it was really nice. It was fun. I hadn't changed much. It's basically the same little town, but uh, so many tourists come now wanting to experience the vortexes. So it has changed. A lot of people come here, and they don't like the changes, but uh, I guess, you know, they were necessary to a degree to uh, keep it organized and allow a lot of people to go into the uh, the same areas at the same time. So, you know, they had to do parking lots and uh, you have to pay to park and so mm. on. But, uh, you know, it's still yeah. it's pretty nice. It's a pretty nice way to spend the day if anybody's got the time and the energy take some energy to go climbing around in the vortexes, but uh, you will have an experience, I guarantee you. Anybody who does this and is sincere about it, in other words, you know, if you never have heard of a vortex and go marching out into a vortex area, chances are you're not going to experience much. But uh, if you are serious about all these things and if, if you do meditation or any altered state of consciousness uh, sort of programming, why, you will just slip right into the energy, and uh, chances are you'll have some fabulous experiences. Would, just while we're here on this, even though we're not going to spend a lot of time, I'm still, uh, now my mind peaked, I'm like, what have been some of your personal experiences with the energy and the vortexes? I think that uh, the things that I haven't read what I wrote way back when, but um, nobody had ever heard of the vortexes until I included a chapter in one of my books, a book called Past Lives, Future Loves. Mm-hmm. And in that um, in that book where I was just telling uh, about personal experiences and exploring things, and of course I've always loved and... Uh, lived in Arizona a good you know good part of my life um and i had always been looking tracy for this vortex area uh because oh who is the guy the um metaphysical biologist lyle watson mm. and lyle watson wrote a book called the romeo error and in the book he talked about there being a he said three energy vortexes in the world. And you'd find one around uh, Prescott, Arizona, and you'd find one in Sussex, England, and the other was in the Bermuda Triangle. So, you know, I, I wanted to know where was the energy around uh, around Prescott, because I lived, not very far from Prescott, just a little further up into the mountains. And uh, 
But yet nobody could tell me where there was a vortex. And yet at that time, and this is going way back before, you know, there was anything known uh, about this, about the, the vortex areas, I mentioned it at a little seminar I was doing over here in Sedona, and I used to come and I just have fun. I just could rent a almost a motel room and clean it out and clear it out, and then I could uh, fit maybe you know fifteen twenty people. And we did in those days just very small seminars. And uh, I mentioned one day that I was looking for a vortex area. And uh, one woman put her hand up and said, well, I can take you. I know where there's a vortex, and I can take you there. So uh, after the the um, the session was over for that day, she took me to the uh, airport Mesa Vortex. And it's a, a vortex that's right in town. Hmm. In other words, if you drive up to the airport, um, you can't miss the vortex area if you know at all what you're looking for. And so uh, she took me there, and she said, now you've got to be careful because uh, you could burn your feet if you go down into the vortex. And uh, here's what you do. You put your hands out, and you'll probably uh, feel something on the palms of your hands, like there's a pressure. And then you turn around and you face away from the vortex and do the same thing. Hold your hands out, but you're facing your hands away from the vortex. And I did, and I didn't feel a thing. In other words, when I faced away, there was no energy. When I faced toward the area that she called a vortex area, I had a real strong feeling in the palms of my hand. And so I decided, wow, there's something going on here. And so um, my wife at the time uh, went with me down into the vortex, and she was sick, I believe. And uh, what happened is she came out of the vortex maybe an hour or so later, and she felt perfectly fine. She was well. And I'd had experiences just with my own spirit guides in the vortex, and so it was. It was, uh, you know, not any type of experience to really say, "Oh my God!" You know, look what happened. But it was enough to write about the fact that we'd done it in the past lives, future loves, mm-hmm. and uh, people read the book. And everywhere I went to do a seminar, people would say, "Can you draw a map?" Uh, so I could go to Sedona and I could find that vortex. And so I did. I, every every seminar from then on, I think, for years, I would draw a map and people would uh, go down into the vortex and they would write me all their experiences. And so finally I decided to, well, maybe do a seminar in this area. And uh-huh. The result was fabulous, you know. A lot of people came. They all had experiences. And it was the beginning, I guess, of what followed. Because it was like an idea, Tracy, where, you know, the um, an idea whose time has come. Mm-hmm. Um, and the articles, people have said, can we re- reprint the article? 
say sure. And uh, so it built all on its own until now. They have millions of people that come here just to, you know, be part of the Vortex experience. And and I go out, Roberta and I, my wife and I, go out into the Vortexes all the time. We'll take our, our couple of dogs. We have lots of dogs. And we love to take them out. We live very close to uh, Bell Rock. So we are constantly in the energy. And... Uh, which in itself is quite an experience. I think it's an experience that if you were psychically sensitive, um, you you have to be ready for it to quite a degree because it's just a um, just an incredible amount of energy, and so you know what that does to your body. Mm-hmm. So anyway, oh, we recently found we were just asking spirit to take us to a new area. And we we primarily explore around um, uh, Boynton Canyon and uh, Cathedral Rock and um, then the idea of going into Bell Rock. And like I say, we are almost living in the shadow of Bell Rock. But Spirit guided us out into an area and we sat down and both Roberta and I started to Meditate. I mean, relax our body. And I realized that there were a lot of crystals in the ground in this area. And, boy, I was having visions and all sorts of things. So was Roberta. And we realized that Spirit had led us to an area where there are crystals literally implanted all over the ground, and it's primarily kind of a sandstone um, mm-hmm. up here. And so I started just sitting there in a meditation posture. I started picking away at uh, at at the ground, and I'd peel off an area of sandstone, and the whole bottom of what I'd pick off would be crystals, just quartz crystals, but they just were impregnating the entire area. And I know of one other area in this whole Sedona area where there are uh, crystals. In fact, these are a little different crystals, but they are big and they are planted right into the rocks. So it's an area behind um, uh, the, um, oh God, um, Boynton Canyon. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Boynton Canyon's kind of a, oh, it's the home of the Yavapai Indian of the Great Mother. It's kind of their church. And then on the other side of this canyon, there's still incredible energy, and there's also embedded crystals. So anyway, uh, the experiences, I'm, I've <laughs> wandered off uh, of that subject, but they are usually experiences with spirit where spirit mm-hmm. is talking to me um Roberta will have she has a real direct contact um a link with her primary spirit guide and as a result she can just ask questions and get answers all mm-hmm. day long and mm-hmm. uh Lily who's her guide will uh, provide the answers but boy in the vortexes uh much more so so it's just a, a great place to go 
and have uh, with the, I mean, I can have those experiences to a degree, mm-hmm. I believe, anywhere, but, boy, it's a lot easier up here. And that that's was a very was long. Say. That was a very long way of of answering your question. Oh, that's okay. It's interesting. Yeah, fascinating. And um, it sounds to me the word amplifier is coming to me. That it yeah. just it amplifies everything. It amplifies. So, it does. It uh, mm-hmm. even for the idea of taking a small crystal, small quartz crystal, and uh, cleansing it, and mm-hmm. then using it. It's if you are going to place it upon any of the energy spots in your body, um, that's what it's going to do. I tell mm-hmm. people every time if they're asking me to show them how to use a crystal here and what to do with it, I say it'll amplify and clarify your impressions, your visions. Mm-hmm. But it's primarily an amplifier. Mm-hmm. And I know that Sedona... In the old days, when I was just coming here and doing small seminars, um, it had a reputation that I heard from many people that if you were in a relationship and the relationship was good, uh, you're probably it would get a lot better here in Sedona. But the also they shared the idea that uh, if you're in a relationship and there are Problems if there are cracks in the relationship, uh, it'll probably fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that uh, over the years many, many, many times with different people I've known who have come here. And even with people who tend to have a meltdown when they get here, mm-hmm. which is, is kind of strange, but I think they get over-amped. And as a result, why... Uh, Whatever is dwelling up in them, whatever issue that they're dealing with at the time, why they can have a very cathartic experience. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, but amplify is is the right word. Okay, good. (laughs) Thank you. So, I'm wondering, you said, um, I just want to give some framework here. You said in the the old days. (laughs) Well, yeah. when, what are Feels the like old the days? old days to me when I look at how many years have gone by. Yeah. When were you doing those? Like, you know, those very small seminars. When did, when did all this? So it kind of helps with the framework of your bio. Meaning, I think about uh, very early seventies. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I wrote. Um, you were born again to be together uh, in nineteen seventy six. And I'd been compiling a lot of information, and uh, so that was a very easy book to write because I'd been saving up so much good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in 1978, uh, the book I was talking about before, um, Past Lives, Future Loves, uh, it came out in 78. Mm-hmm. And that by that time, I was having experiences here uh, in the Vortexes. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to the work of, I'm going to sort of focus on the past life regression work? Mm-hmm. You know, what when you were a young lad and et cetera, et cetera, did you have any idea this was going to be your path? No, <laughs> I did not. 
No, so I was trained uh, trained to do advertising design mm-hmm. and uh, worked with uh, big advertising agencies and so on. Mm-hmm. And yet, I was always interested in the um, in the idea. I started a um, an art studio here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And Scottsdale's right next door to Phoenix. In fact, it's almost mm-hmm. as big as Phoenix now. And uh, so, and that's where I still think of home, uh, as home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always feel when I'm in Scottsdale, I'm more home than than anywhere else. And I was here real early on when the town was small, and uh, and so I was um, doing work for ad agencies in advertising agencies in Phoenix primarily, um, one major agency here in Scottsdale. And so I ended up starting a um, a studio where I had illustrators and designers and uh, Mm -hmm. writers. And so Mm -hmm. we could do pretty much any kind of a, uh, a project creative mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. and one of the people that worked for me was um, an illustrator, and uh, he said, you know, come on, Richard, we got to go down and uh, take this course from a guy named Don Weldon, and the course was six weeks of studying uh, about regression and basically it was regression preparation. And then if we took all six weeks, why Don Weldon would regress us back into a past life. And I'd never found anybody who was conducting past life regressions. And I think Don was probably one of the first people in the country uh, who was doing this kind of work. And Phoenix, at that time was a uh, it was a hotbed of metaphysical growth, metaphysical availabilities, mm-hmm. um, organizations, uh, churches, or not churches, but uh, groups. Uh-huh. And so I did. Uh, Don Gay regressed me, and he took me back to a civilization I knew nothing about, a place called Copan, Honduras, and I was seeing all of these um, images. I mean, it started off while I'm running down a path, and I'm, it was like I was following myself, and I was a young boy in the jungle, obviously a uh, uh, Native American. And so then I was grown, and I was, uh, when the Spanish came through, they were tearing down the gods of the people, and I was trying to defend them, and I got stabbed in the back, and uh, I woke up just crying my eyes out, and mad, I was so upset, and I know that Don had to uh, put me down <laughs> into uh, hypnosis again, and then wake me up with calming suggestions, and put me down again, wake me up with more calming suggestions until I got it all back together. Hmm. And so it was such a real experience, Tracy, that uh, 
you know, I had to find out more. Mm-hmm. And so I remember stopping at the uh, at the library on the way home, and I looked up Copan, Honduras. This is before the days of Internet. So, you know, I looked it up, and uh, there were so many little things that that said, whoa, this may very well be accurate, because mm-hmm. I remember being in the main... Uh, the main street of the town of the uh, of this incredible place uh, called Kelpan, and uh, and I remember the sun reflecting on the front of this huge pyramid, and when I looked it up, the main pyramid in the center of the uh, of the the town. Mm-hmm was it did face west. And so, you know, that seemed to be pretty accurate. And uh, I had all these other verifications, verifications in regard to the Spanish moving through that part of the country, that part of the world at that particular time. So I had to know more. And I began to study regression. and uh, And I began to experiment with it. And as a result, you know, I did some things. I told Don, because he inspired the inspired me to do this. I said, well, if I have a bunch of people come over to my house, uh, I can regress them all at once, Don, and we can do group regressions back to a uh, a cause or back to a particular society and so on. And I remember... He panicked. He said, oh, no, no, you must not do that, Richard. (laughs) You can't do group regressions. You can get in all kinds of trouble doing that, which, uh, you know, I don't think I could have gotten into that much trouble. But, you know, you can have some people getting upset. And -hmm. if you have several people getting upset at once, well, you should really know how to handle it um, so that you don't get into uh, a snag or a problem. But mm-hmm. that really intrigued me most. I I always, I'd have everybody in the room would be able to go back and they would experience a past life. And so the more uh, we did that, the more I, get, I wanted to just explore and find new things to do. And so I experimented with ways to do them, I'd like uh, when somebody. Some very often, if you're doing a past life regression, uh, your client or um, your subject mm-hmm. can all of a sudden they can speak up and start speaking in the language of the time of the lifetime that they are re-experiencing. So, I had a woman who went back to um, the Dutch or the Netherlands lifetime, and began to speak fluent Dutch. And I remember, I always keep a tape recorder right by where I'm doing the regression, so at the time when we still recorded with tape, um, I could snap it on. And so I snapped on what this woman was having to say and encouraged her to say more. Mm -hmm. And so without mentioning anything about it, I took it down to 
the language professor at Arizona State University and said, you know, I'm trying to find out if this is um, Dutch, if this is really the Dutch language this woman is speaking. And uh, so he got somebody there on staff who knew Dutch, and uh, I never forget where the guy said, well, yeah, that is certainly Dutch, but where in the world did you find somebody that could speak that old a dialect, that old, l- listen to the inflections in their mm-hmm. voice. And so, you know, I, I just was encouraged uh, a great deal by uh, continuing to experiment. And I still do, Tracy. I still always want, I'm always looking for um, ways to make it more real or use it more effectively, mm-hmm. uh, especially where it comes to really a therapy, right? Where you're taking you're taking people back to the cause, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you want to find out not only what happened, but how to alleviate um, the problems that they're facing as a result of the memories from way back then. And so, I- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish your sentence. No. Sorry. So that's you know that's part of what I uh, I do today, and I teach today when whenever we're doing a a teacher training because uh, you know I want people or friends or uh, people who have been students of mine to tell me when they get um, when they use some of these things and if they have any problems and if they do what are they about and. Uh, how they resolve them, and so on. Well, I wanted to give um, a shout-out for <laughs> one of your programs that I've used multiple times, and and also for your programs in general, because there's a lot of them listed on um, your website, which I'll yeah. tell everybody where they can find you. And it's Richard Supfin, and it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N.com. And he has um, U-T. S U T P H E N. Sorry, S- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I have it right. <laughs> I have it right everywhere except for in this note that I'm looking at right now. Sorry. Don't don't um, feel bad, Tracy. <laughs> Please yeah. don't. And since you're on Blog Talk Radio, I linked it there too, so you can link from the page. But um, cool. Yeah, but I the one that I really have enjoyed not and I. I should say it's the only one I've downloaded, so it's not like I've done a bunch, so I'm giving any kind of overall review, is the one that's called Past Life Therapy. And Mm -hmm. um, it's that cause and effect kind of karma, you know, right? Sure, it's it's taking somebody back to the cause. Whatever their their issue might be all about, um, you know, if if it should be in a past life, this is going to get you there. Right, and I have had many really great experiences in that sense of being like, oh, you know, uh-uh. I mean, I, I get it. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then I did yeah. have one that was taken, took me back, which I know like a lot of my history 
um, in this lifetime is not real right. pleasant my, from childhood, and I know right. a lot of it. But when I my question was about um, why am I having such a hard time letting go of this certain thing in my life? Right, right. <laughs> and it, it took me back to childhood and this this time with an uncle, etc. That I had to surrender and let go yeah. to be to survive what was happening. And that's why I'm having a hard time surrendering and letting go. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty mind blowing. So I wanted to share that. Yeah. And then I, yeah. I, I just wanted to ask you. Um, I went. I, I have a friend that's going through something with a love that's no longer love, and she can't quite really let it go. And I told her about that today and and I can't find it. Did you have you taken it down? I can't find it on your website. That that particular recording. Are you there? Richard? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm all by myself here. Let's see what's happening. I'm going to go back into the studio. Huh. Oh, okay. It's saying that he has dropped. So hold on a minute. Okay, you're back. Richard? Richard? Okay, everybody, bear with me for a minute. Um, I think what I'll do while I try to get him back on. Richard, are you there? Okay, hold on, everybody. Hi, Tracy. Richard, hi. Okay. Slight I don't know what second. happened. I wasn't touching anything. I'm sitting back <laughs> with my feet it's, on my desk. It's so, the vortex. Uh, <laughs> it may be the vortex. <laughs> yeah, it, it very okay. well could be. <laughs> well, I'm just glad you're back. Um, so, so I was asking you about that uh, particular um, recording. I wanted to. I recommended it to a friend, so I went in just today to look for the link for the past life right. therapy recording. Right. Have you right. taken it down? Do you know or? Oh no, it's still there. All right. No, it's well, uh, it's one of the seventy-four minute courses. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, where you find it if you go to uh, my website, mm-hmm. and um, you'll see a um, a list on the right-hand um, column. You know, mm-hmm. a, a list mm-hmm. of all of title, all of the type of uh, CDs, or um, they're not CDs here; they're MP3s. Right. But. Um, You'll see the 74-minute courses, and okay. then it's uh, back to the cause of past life therapy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go check again, and uh, you and you might want to check yourself and make sure it's there because I don't know. I really looked hard, but I didn't find it. And I had okay. I even went I even went into iTunes because you can get it there too, which is where I actually yeah. bought it from. And I yeah, couldn't find it. Yeah, you can get it over at uh, Amazon. I know. So okay, and, uh, I'll keep looking, but maybe well, I'm a, I don't know. I'm going to go to my own website here Just and make sure. find out if it's there. Yeah, there's. It's like maybe there's a little gremlin happening, just like what made the phone disconnect. So, <laughs> so I maybe. want to. 
Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this, the idea of how um, looking into our past lives and uh, karma, etc., can be so healing. And also, like, let's see, what, what do I want to ask about this? How do we un- how do we heal the underlying causes? So, you know, if we find out that such and such and such and such happened, okay, for me, right. you know, it's been a lot of different things because I've done many of them, um, and we we continue to to experience issues in our lives that we figure are sort of tied into that. If we're not clearing it. Do you have any insight on that? Like, is just knowing the information from past life regression enough? Or well, sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it can be. It depends upon the type of karma that you're dealing with. Um, there's five basic kinds of karma in my mind. Let's and, talk about that. Um, yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one... Uh, one of the main kinds of karma is false guilt or false fear karma. Those are two different kinds. Mm-hmm. There's also just cause and effect uh, balancing karma. And there is um, the, um, oh, my goodness, what, <laughs> trying to remember all of them here. Uh, no, there's reward karma, mm-hmm. you know, that somebody whose life is going really well. Uh, mm-hmm. They may very well have invoked reward karma that was built up, and uh, they are experiencing it right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there's physical karma. So that's five. You've mm-hmm. got the reward karma, basic uh, cause and effect, then the health um, karma, mm-hmm. or um, uh, physical. I think is a better way to say that. And then false fear or false guilt karma. Now, usually I find that in a seminar where I'm just having people attend to experience for the past life experiences, basically, Tracy, the uh, false guilt or false fear karma uh, are if somebody has, has gone back to the cause and they're experiencing one of those two kinds of karma, then it's much more likely that they can walk out the door with that problem released. It's, it's easier to just let go of a fear. In other words, you have a particular fear that is affecting mm-hmm. you in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go back to the cause and you find out, well, it's a false fear, you didn't really need, for some reason, you have uh, identified with that fear, you've accepted it, but you didn't really have to. Why then just the realization that you didn't need to take this on, well, you know, that will be enough to um, to let it go. Mm-hmm. And the same with guilt. If it's a... False guilt. In other words, you've accepted something in the past and you have felt guilty about it, and maybe for many lifetimes, and it's a false guilt. Why people can really let go of that almost immediately. 
But most karma is uh, the cause and effect um, that's got to teach you to to release or to let go of a particular type of karma or health karma that could be um well maybe you had uh smoked four packages of cigarettes uh a day for your whole life and you died without having lung problems well you might still come back and reincarnate as a person with lung problems and because it's a carryover it's karma and mm-hmm. we don't really get rid of anything I mean, everything is perfectly balanced, and so we're going to carry over things and we're going to be dealing with things in the future that have happened or happening right now mm-hmm. or happening in this life. My mm-hmm. daughter is um, is my father. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest daughter is my father, and uh, I had no problem at all when I, when Jesse was first born um my dad had a, a a hole underneath his uh left arm mm-hmm. and it was because he had experienced in the old days um drainage of his lungs due to pneumonia mm-hmm. and so when they needed to resolve the pneumonia why they uh they simply you know put the tube in and drained the lungs and so the first sign that maybe Jess was my dad was that she was born underneath her left arm with a uh, a big a blood sack. And in asking the doctor, you know, have you seen this? What what what's wrong? And uh, the doctor said, well, there's just a hole there, and uh, we'll have to repair it if it doesn't uh, fill in on its own. Wow. And so that was the first, but that oh more dozens of things happened after that that showed me that uh, that Jesse was uh, not she was not who I thought you know she was my dad, and that's uh-huh. for sure. And uh, we still have an incredible bond. She lives in Phoenix, and uh, we're so close. And so that that can explain that type of karma too, physical mm-hmm. karma. But then the cause and effect, that's basically the biblical kind of karma, which is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, saith mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think it always has to be quite that literal. But if you can't learn uh, through love, um, through understanding, well, then you're going to have to learn through pain. And so, you know, we have to have painful experiences to teach. I mean, the the law of karma is certainly not to punish. The law of karma is all about teaching. Mm-hmm. And so if you have something that you just are not getting it, you're not learning, uh, you're going to probably have the pain of having to balance the situation karmically through going through. Oftentimes you'll have to go through exactly the eye for an eye, uh, the idea that whatever it was that you did 
well, it maybe is going to be done to you or something um, fairly appropriate to that situation. So that's just as far as the general idea of the karma. Now, the way I get a result in getting to release the karma is, first of all, if I got somebody and they're a good subject, they're sincere about wanting to release the karma, and so I have them uh, look at what they have done, and they have to forgive. They have to be able to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. of God or whoever, whatever is appropriate. But if somebody can see that they've done wrong and literally uh, ask to be forgive, forgiven, why, that's the first and the biggest step of all mm-hmm. is to uh, do that. And then, you know, that they can, when they are awakened, um, if they don't feel that they have really released the situation, well, I will have them work on something that may be appropriate to showing that they've learned. In mm-hmm. other words, there's some sort of symbolic restitution that they might uh, take part in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it. Uh, I have seen more people just really rise above the situation as a, regard, a result of uh, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And if there's another person that they need to forgive, well, if they... Um, if there's a way, if that person is still living, well, the chances are they're not. But oftentimes we come back with people so that sometimes it is possible where they can ask for forgiveness directly. But um, that, that too, with, with getting the interaction, I've even uh, worked with a technique over the last year or so where I, I had a man who was feeling so good guilty about um, being in battle Mm -hmm. and he was victorious in battle and managed to kill a lot of people and he felt guilty about it I mean he had explored it before he worked with me and we worked with the idea that he had been victorious in battle and I, I saw it then through his eyes through the experience in regression And uh, he just couldn't let go of it. So I brought people, soldiers who had died in that battle forward into the present time and talked about the whole concept. In other words, he had to talk with them and tell them he was sorry. And they, they were saying, well, you don't have to be sorry. In battle, it's a very clear cut situation you go into the battle trying to kill the other guy if you're killed well that's just what happens that's obviously Mm -hmm. half the people are going to experience that Mm -hmm. but by by bringing the past into the present boy was that effective now of course those men have all gone on to live other lives since that time but the essence of the individual exists forever on the other Mm -hmm. side. 
And so mm-hmm. it would be contact it'd be possible to contact the essence of all those people. So that's what you know, I've got other many different techniques that I will try to use um when it comes sure. time to release. Right. Because um, every it's, situation it's, is different. Yeah, every situation mm-hmm. is different. And uh so it's a therapy, it's a very valid therapy. Uh, that I think there are more people taking uh, taking it seriously these days than in the past. I know that there are a whole lot of uh, of psychologists today who are experimenting or exploring uh, different ideas. A uh, soul fragments is a, uh, a technique mm-hmm. that I will always work with in people in regarding to bringing um, their psyche back together and thus Mm -hmm. repairing a problem. Uh, But uh, psychologists, I mean, there's been five or six books written in the last three or four years that I'm familiar with, that I've read about this, Tracy, where uh, they are advocating to all psychologists, boy, is this an effective technique. I know. yeah. I just reread. I just reread the the Brian Weiss original, you know, Doctor Weiss, um, mm-hmm. many lives or many masters. Just recently reread it. I mean, I read it when I don't know when, a long time ago. But I I, I had a blurb it. on that book when it first came out. I think maybe it's still there. I was oh. just uh, my publisher asked me to put uh, to write a blurb for uh, his book. So yeah, I did. I love that. Book. Oh, there you are. Yep, I just picked <laughs> yeah. it up. <laughs> Am I there? Um, you are there. Yep. Oh my. Um, it's a great, it's a great book, and it it shows all of this. So if people are new to this topic, it mm-hmm. it it references one of his patients before he was an MD, meaning like you know, psychiatrist that didn't believe in any of this, you know, right. and then all of a no. sudden, bang, there it was. So, right. um. Yeah, I think that's really great. And which brings me to a, another um question I have, which is about hypnotherapy, okay, and its role right. in this regression therapies. Right. And my question is this, like what is the difference between um hypnotherapy and and like guided meditation. I know there's a difference, but it seems so similar to me. But maybe that's my experience with it in the sense of you know, I I, I kind of take guided meditations, the ones that I listen to more seriously than like right. for health or it's not like I'm just sure. wandering down through forests, but <laughs> so maybe it's just my experience <laughs> that makes right. them seem similar, but well, I think that when we are in an altered state of consciousness, there's only one place to go. It's into the memory banks of your own mind if you are looking for answers inside you. Um, and, of course, if you're looking for answers outside, why, well, it's the most fabulous technique in the world. Um, but I don't really see much difference. Uh, when you are asking... Uh, in guided meditation or whether you're going with a regression, a formal regression back to the past, or whether you're using any other technique 
that uh, is subjective in nature, um, I would uh, I've just was experimenting a couple of weeks ago with the old um, oh what was it called the ascension technique, mm. and I I love that you know it's an old technique that was real popular in the early days of this work and uh, where people get on a cloud and they just go up and they go with the cloud right. and they lay back in the cloud and they go along, go along, and all of a sudden it feels like it's time to just release and let go and come back to earth. And so they float down and they land in a past life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, any of these things... Um, are valuable. Are uh, I wish are I could going... come up. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, no, I'm thinking. Wishing... I know exactly what you're talking about, but I can't think of. Yeah. It's like um, it seems like there's a center or something that still teaches that. Well, maybe I would it, imagine maybe there's something. something... Yeah, I maybe... would imagine that. I've got all sorts of. I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm surrounded. With all of the um, uh, all of the creative work I did back before um, 1984, mm-hmm. and I am finding that uh, people can remix with today's equipment. I've been working with an outfit in San Diego, and my God, I send something over to them, and it's maybe it's a music tape that we had back in. Uh, 1984, mm-hmm. and the they can remix it and uh, remaster it, and as a result, it sounds better than it ever sounded when I first released it, um, Tracy. So it, what it's doing is it's inspiring me to look at all of the stuff that I uh, I had out a very long time ago and if the quality of the tape recordings are uh, there, I know I can make it back. Now I can make it sound a lot better. Mm-hmm. So, and I have this, uh, the, it's viewing past lives, the ascension technique, a meditation technique that always works. Mm-hmm. And so this would have been, um, this was back, okay. Yeah, I think seventy four. That's <laughs> the copyright, so I love that. Yeah. I love Well if I if if I get that remastered I'll send you one, okay? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking the one that I'm thinking of is the people that possibly started like the hemisync stuff. You know? Yeah, the, the um the, the brainwave stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, that may have it, been it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. know. I'm I'm not great with um regurgitating knowledge. Like I I'm funny when you said I'm looking around at all my and I'm looking around and I'm like, "Wow, I got a lot of past live books uh, like <laughs> stacked up right here, but I couldn't just like blurt out exactly what I read last night." You know what I mean? It's just I know, I, my way. memory and I'm only 48 and I can't remember yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not alone. Was, Believe me, when you was, when you fill the cup that full, Tracy, it's really full, and uh, you have to be forgiven a bit for that. Okay. 
Oh, good. I like that thought. I've got so much knowledge in there that, yeah. But, yeah, I love that, um, like, that you've been around doing this work for, you know, almost as long. I don't know. I mean, I was 10 in 1974. Right. Um, you know, almost as long as I've been, born, you know, here on the planet, this go-around. So it's really been... <laughs> It's really been an honor to meet you and to talk with you tonight, and I mean that with all sincerity. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Tracy. I, I wish we could do this uh, training Forever. that we are God coming. Well, I wish we could do the training coming up, and we would have uh, we could do it, and we could have a beam it down to you. But I know. Uh, that isn't really possible this time. So uh, I understand. I understand. But by God, maybe we can get together one other time and uh, and do that. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna tell everybody again your website, and I've got it up this time, so I'm gonna spell it correctly. Richard, spelled yeah. normal. Richard and Sutphen. S U T P H E N dot com, and then you can go to his seminars and trainings. And the one that's coming up in July is July 22nd. And um, then there's another one in October. And right. I don't know, maybe maybe I'll do October. We're, I'm very excited. We're about to start on an adventure of building a house on my – I have some property where I have horses. Yes. And oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I so we're what sort a fabulous – yeah. I'm trying to keep like my wraps on my money. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause, so, I can relate. I, yes. But I really want to do it. So we'll just see. I'll I'll follow I'll follow along um, the 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 breadcrumbs, so to speak, and see if it ends up to work out for October. God, but, I would love to. Uh, I would love to have that happen if at all possible. So me keep too. me in mind, okay? And if you ever make it to um, Charleston, South Carolina, please send me an email or something. I'd love to meet you in person. I would love to do that, too. And uh, that's where Roberta is from. So uh, oh, that, that it'll every happen. once in a while we get down there. Yeah. Well, geez, maybe I could set up a training here. Keep that in mind. Well, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll keep talk. it in okay. mind if you feel like doing a working retreat. Yeah. <laughs> We All may, right, well, I may talk with you. Thank okay. you very much, Tracy. I love doing this. I think I, I think I've talked too much. No, you talked perfect. It was wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you have such an ease about, about talking. You know, you, okay. you can go. You've got plenty of stories. I've got, so, I've got, oh yeah, a few, a few stories. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank everybody. Good night, everybody. Uh, who's Listen, why? Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night.